It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I think just... Now we know what it takes to, to get to this point and make the playoffs, how, how hard it is and how, how well you have to play on the road and, you know, the little things, the little details and uh, stuff like that. So it definitely taught us, you know, what it takes to get to this point. Now we have to make that jump and, uh, you know, like I said, go further. Um, you know, if we don't get out the first round, I don't feel like we, none of us will be satisfied this year. I feel like we, we believe in ourselves and we believe we can we can beat the Bucks this year should be our mindset and uh if we get past the books i think you know after that anything is possible you are locked on magic your daily podcast on the orlando magic part of the locked on podcast network your team Every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is August 14th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we begin to prepare for the playoffs by first looking back and recapping the regular season and what the magic actually accomplished this year and what they still have to look forward to, as DJ Augustine said in our Sot Off the Top. We will discuss this Magic season in sort of full coming up in just a moment. We'll also recap the Magic's win over the New Orleans Pelicans, as well as break down the box score as we get ready for the NBA playoffs to begin next Tuesday for the Orlando Magic with an afternoon tip-off against the top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the New Orleans Pelicans' perspective of Thursday's game as their season comes to a close? Check out Locked On Pelicans to begin previewing the Milwaukee Bucks and taking a look at what they have what they have to offer. Check out Locked On Bucks. We'll be have we'll be discussing that series a little bit more with Locked On Bucks at the beginning of next week before 
the Magic take on Milwaukee in Game 1. No matter what team you're looking for, whether it's in the NBA, MLB, NHL, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Remember, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. Last year's playoff run caught everyone by surprise. I got yelled at in December for saying the team was a playoff team and trying to hold them to that expectation. I remember that vividly. But even I could not have imagined the kind of run the Magic went on. This had been a group that had been through so much. So much losing. So much failure. So much defeat. So much change for the sake of change. So much just poor franchise building. It felt like the first thing that Steve Clifford had to do when he stepped in and became the head coach was to get this team to believe in itself again. Or, not again, for the first time. Get them to believe what was truly possible with this group. And through some incredible lows, the Magic were 20-31 and on January 31st. They went on a 22-9 and run to make the playoffs. They won a playoff game on the road, in game one, on a buzzer beater against the eventual champions before eventually bowing out. Their experience finally getting the better of them. For a fan base that had been out of the playoffs and irrelevant for seven years, it was a breath of fresh air. It was a proof that anything is still possible and That team last year may go down as one of the more lovable teams in franchise history alongside the heart and hustle team and kind of those those plucky underdogs that just made you believe again. Of course, getting there once is one thing. Getting there twice is another. And the trick of any development, of any rebuild, is not only to make progress and reap the rewards of that progress, but to continue to get better. That is what was up for debate this season. That is what it is uncertain the Magic did. But undoubtedly, getting back to the playoffs a second straight year is a form of progress, is a sign of progress, is a sign of consistency which is what is necessary for a team that is growing and building. Certainly, something has changed about this team and about this group. The Magic are back in the playoffs. Yes, they're the 8th seed this time instead of the 7th seed, and we can certainly debate whether the Magic would have been the 7th seed had the season concluded as planned back in March and April rather than in August. But the Magic are back in the postseason. It is something that, yes, the players do recognize as an accomplishment. As something to take note. As a sign of growth of the franchise and the program that they are building. Getting back to the playoffs for a second straight year proves that last year was no fluke. Now, did the team make progress? Did the team get better? Did the team take that next important step? 
certainly a matter of debate, and we will have that debate and break that all down and determine what needs to happen next in the offseason. But for today, we look back at the season, at the regular season at least, that was. A season that was not easy. A season where the Magic had to keep their spot. Something that proved much more difficult than trying to gain their spot in the playoffs. To play their way in, as Steve Clifford likes to say. This team went through a lot this year. A lot more than they did last year. And somehow, they came out on the other end. Nikola Vucevic, missing 11 games with a sprained ankle. Aaron Gordon dealing with a chronic foot and ankle injury from November through January. Jonathan Isaac going down with a knee injury in January, missing what should have been the rest of the season, and only to come back and tear his ACL two games into his comeback. Al Farouk Aminu, remember him? Supposed to be a key player, someone that the Magic certainly wish they had now to throw at Giannis Antetokounmpo. Out for the season in late November. Michael Carter-Williams in and out of the lineup, especially early in the year. DJ Augustine down 14 games in January and February. And then, of course, in the bubble, Evan Fournier getting sick. Terrence Ross having to leave the bubble. Carter-Williams again suffering an injury. Gordon suffering an injury. This team faced a lot of adversity. And they didn't even get the reward for that adversity. The easy, the light part of their schedule that was coming up. Orlando made the playoffs once again, despite all of that, despite all those hurdles they had to climb over. And yeah, maybe the Eastern Conference was a little bit weaker than it was last year. But the Magic still retained their spot among the top eight. And it's hard not to acknowledge that they did so because of the playoff experience they had before, because of the battles they had already been through and succeeded in. I, I think uh, I agree with you. I think it was an advantage. And I think also the fact that, uh, you know, last year how we played our way in. So when we had uh, struggles, uh, which we did obviously at certain parts of the season, um, I think that they could, you know, think back about a year ago when, uh, you know, whatever we finished uh, 22 and 9 or 23 and 9 or whatever it was. And so they, they these guys have a good understanding that. You have to play the game, handle disappointment, handle success, and have a mentality of fixing it and playing better the next game. And uh, that's why we made such good progress last year. And I believe we are in a similar spot this year. To be perfectly clear then, this season is not possible without last season. This season does stand and build upon what the Magic did last season. It is why I have consistently said that this season is not a failure by any stretch of the imagination. This season, the Magic accomplished the main goal they set out, the the number one, the baseline goal that they had to make the playoffs once again, to get themselves back into the field. And yes, as far-fetched, as long-shot as it might be, to give themselves a chance to win the championship. And as you can hear from what DJ Augustine said at the top of the show, the Magic still have very high expectations of themselves. But of course, this season wasn't a season of success. It was a season of hardship. It was a season of struggle. It was a season of fight and strife and all of those things. And the Magic came out on the other end of it. Okay. 
They came out on the other end of it achieving their main goal, but not all of their goals. This is a team that still has a lot of questions about its future. Questions that we have asked here, questions that we will continue to ask here once the offseason begins. But the next phase, the next thing that the Magic have to prove and show that they build on, perhaps the only thing that can salvage any feeling of positivity about this season, is how they play in the playoffs. Because that is ultimately where last year's team failed and where this year's team needs to succeed. Before we dive into that, though, to get into the playoffs, to get through all of this, to get through this whole show sometimes, you need a little bit of an energy boost. You need a little bit of a pick-me-up. And that's where Built Bar comes into play. I ordered my first box of Built Bar uh, bars. I enjoy them. It is like grabbing an energy bar. It's like grabbing a protein bar, and, and you know you're getting a candy bar. You know Why go to the vending machine when you can have a kind of healthier option for you there. And the best part is Built Bar, it now comes in so many new flavors. Six new flavors in addition to the 12 original flavors they have. You can get caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake. Well, maybe people aren't excited about that one. Apple almond crisp, lemon almond cheesecake. That's in addition to the 12 original flavors that include German chocolate. I had one of those earlier today. Banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, peanut butter brownie, and a whole lot more. 18 flavors with nut and non-nut flavors available to you all at low calories and pretty good prices, I have to say. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for keto diets, anything you want. Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. There was so much demand that Built Bar actually had to kind of slow things down for a little bit. That tells you how good they are, and I, I can definitely vouch for them. They are a good protein bar, better than any other protein bar that I've had, honestly. With Built Bar, you can now get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. It's only going to last about a week or so, so definitely order now. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order plus the chance at that free cooler. So use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Have a better protein bar at BuiltBar.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Nobody expected us to be here again. You know, same thing as like last year. And, uh, you know, we're, we're proud of ourselves for, for making it to the playoffs this year. But at the end of the day, um, we have a lot to accomplish. You know, we're not satisfied with just making it anymore. That was great last year. But this year we have a different mindset. We want to go further and, uh, you know, be more successful in the playoffs. DJ Augustine, the veteran leader, always seems to know what to say. 
And so to say the least, everything about this Magic season has been building to this point. We've been waiting all year for the Magic to return to the postseason, to get that test, to be proven further than they were last year. Yes, Augustine had that great moment where he hit the game-winning shot in Game 1 to put the Magic up 1-0 against the Toronto Raptors. But after that point, the Magic got beat. Beat down. Beat up. In ways that they probably couldn't even comprehend. They were wide-eyed. Their first playoff appearance, essentially, for a lot of those guys. You know, Aaron Gordon described it how, has described it numerous times, how different the playoffs felt. How exciting they were. How, how happy they were to be there. But how different they felt and, and, and how intense those games were. Nikola Vucevic obviously did not have a strong performance and those, those playoffs have dogged him the entire season. Questions about Nikola Vucevic, questions that I asked as recently as Tuesday after the Magic lost to the Brooklyn Nets. Chased him all year. Evan Fournier had his struggles in last year's playoffs to the point where, yeah, the Toronto Raptors essentially dared him to, to shoot and beat them and he couldn't do it. Everything about this team can be changed with a better playoff narrative. You know, Steve Clifford said last year his disappointment was how the team didn't compete as well as he hoped they would or as he expected them to in the postseason. And some of that, I think, was very much the inexperience factor. The playoff experience made the Magic better for this season. And now we will see if it has made them better for this postseason battle. Again, the Milwaukee Bucks are not going to be easy. The Magic are hurt. They're dealing with a ton of injuries. They don't have Jonathan Isaac. They don't have their full roster. And we don't even know if they're going to have their full starting lineup for Game 1 on Tuesday, although it is looking like they will. But this is a moment that this team has been building for and waiting on all year long. A chance at something resembling redemption. And so, yeah, DJ Augustine may be talking a little bit of a big game right now because anything is indeed possible. And they got to play the games, you got to win these games, and these games are hard. Magic certainly learned that last year. These games are hard. They are different. But this is where the champions are truly proven. This is where the best players are truly tested. This is where teams really find out who they are, where your weaknesses are exposed and it's, you know, you determine whether you can overcome those weaknesses. The Magic certainly with a 5-29 and record against teams with, with records above 500 have a lot of weaknesses that have been exposed already. Conclusions about this team and where they go next that have probably been made, probably won't be changed by a playoff inside the bubble setting, inside the campus setting. But it is still a chance to learn and grow. And what the most interesting part about what these next four games, at least, if not more, will be to see how the Magic have learned and grown from their playoff experience last year. Yeah, I think that we, we can learn a lot from uh, last year's series. I think that, you know, last year after winning game one, we you know, were never able to then uh, match, you know, match, with, uh, match up with uh, Toronto's intensity. And uh, you know, they made adjustments and we didn't really respond to those well. So hopefully, you know, this year, you know, if that happens, you know, we're able to react better and you know, take, you know, what happened last year and kind of learn from it and uh, grow. But you know, any experience you go through like that, you know, whether good or bad, can learn a lot from and I think that for us that was a very good experience you know obviously you know we got knocked out by the world champs but uh, they're a very great team and uh, you know, 
we, we felt like you know we could have played better and uh, we know now what we need to do if there's one area where we know that the magic have clear room for growth where the magic have to prove themselves where Nikola Vucevic specifically has to prove himself it is in the playoffs it does not matter the opponent it does not matter how difficult the challenge this is where we will really begin to understand the limits the weaknesses and the strengths of this team and the potential, more importantly, of this team. Nothing has been perfect. Obviously, we're dealing with incomplete information with Jonathan Isaac out for so long. The bubble itself being its own kind of thing. A lot of the conclusions the Magic need to make about this team are probably already drawn. As I've said during the hiatus, Jeff Weltman needs to already have his plan set. He already needs to know what he's going to do with this team next. And nothing within the bubble really should or could change it. Except perhaps a strong playoff showing. Except perhaps proof that a player can take his game to a playoff level. We're under no impression here. The series is going to be tough. The Bucks are a very good team. A challenging team. The, best, the team with the best record of the NBA. A team that has thrashed the Orlando Magic four times this year. None of those games were particularly close. A team that, even at full strength, the Magic would have difficulties with. Nonetheless, this is still a chance to show growth. And the one thing that I've always said on this podcast that I still firmly believe, you're not stuck until you don't have a way forward anymore. Well, for, lo- for the longest time, we felt like this team has reached its ceiling. If it wants to prove that it hasn't, it has to play well in these playoffs. It has to show that there is room to g- keep growing and improve, that they are continuing to make the progress that we all think they can. That's not to put everything on this postseason, but this is the last piece. This is the last thing, the last bit of information we do not have about this team. Because as I said Throughout this podcast, last year's playoff experience helped make this year's team better. The Magic do not make the playoffs without last year's experience. And now it is time to see if the Magic can truly build off of what happened last year and whether they can truly build and show the growth that only comes from experience. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, the Orlando Magic played their final seeding round game to close out their regular season. They'll finish the season. Um, uh, season now and prepare for the playoffs, which begin Tuesday at 1.30. We'll have complete coverage of that game on 
Wednesday's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll be talking with Locked On Bucks for Monday's episode of Locked On Magic. So a lot coming as we get set for the playoffs. But the Magic did have a game, and it is worth at least mentioning a little bit what happened in that game. Steve Clifford said before the game that this was essentially going to be a preseason game. That, you know, he was going to give the starters some run. He wanted to see the team have some good energy, but not a lot was going to be put into this game. We didn't expect to see the starters in the fourth quarter, and guess what? We didn't. Um, but overall, you know, I think the Magic have to leave feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, Orlando beat a similarly kind of struggling team in the New Orleans Pelicans, 133 to 127. Give up 40 points in the fourth quarter, still win. Um, but you score 77 points in the first half. Uh, shoot, make 13 three-pointers, tying a franchise record for a first half. Um, so you do a lot of really, really good things in this game. And just like them, how the Magic struggled at the, at the beginning of Tuesday's game against the Brooklyn Nets, and I thought Nikola Vucevic set a really bad tone in that game, he said the opposite tone in this game. Some of it was, yes, he made shots. And these were shots that he's going to have to make in the playoffs, just taking some step-in threes, some trailing threes, some pop threes, um, and, and doing a good job just attacking the defense. Um, New Orleans put Jackson Hayes on him, and Vucevic took the rookie to school. Um, you know, he had some nice uh, post moves, some nice dribble moves that got by him. I was able to spin past him on a few occasions, just had him really off balance. And a lot of that was because, yes, Vucevic hit those early threes. And so, for sure... That set the tone for the game, that Vucevic made some shots early and got things going. Vucevic had 13 points in the first quarter, finished the game with 23 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 10 for 11 shooting, 3 for 4 from beyond the arc. About as perfect a game as Nikola Vucevic could have. Um, I thought that he was really good and again, set the tone for the team. It's also good to see Markel Fultz back in the lineup. He started the game for the first time since the season resumed. It's assumed that now he will start the rest of the way. Still looking for a shot. I think that's abundantly clear. 11 points, 5 for 12 shooting, 5 assists for him. Um, you know, again, did a good job attacking. I thought the pace that he played at was really good. Um, the, the ball, you know, again, I don't think this is all faults, but the ball just moves faster. Um, it zips really well when he's in there. I, and I think, you know, he deserves a lot of credit for that. Just kind of gets the team in the right m- mindset, in mind frame, even if he's not scoring, even if he's not the one attacking and creating. He just gets everyone kind of in the direction they need to go. Uh, Wesselwandu, another solid game as well. 15 points, 4 for 5 shooting, 2 for 2 from beyond the arc. 6 assists for him. Played really, really well. Hit a big 3 to kind of keep the Pelicans at bay. Um, James Ennis, another nice game as well. 16 points, 6 for 11 shooting, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc. His energy has been very, very good. Um, and, you know, given a little bit more freedom in these lineups to kind of create his own shot. That's not something I really want to see uh, come Tuesday, but... Um, he's played exceptionally well and stepped in in a good way. And honestly, even Gary Clark did as well um, with eight points uh, in the starting lineup. Off the bench, DJ Augustine had a really good game uh, as well. Um, it, it, you know, I'll, I'll say this about DJ Augustine. I know we complain a little bit about his pace all the time. I think he works better with the bench unit overall, but he just finds a way to work with every single player. Um, you know, I feel like he kind of takes on the, att- the attributes and the traits of the players around him and does what's really needed most of the time. Obviously, there, there's some instances where he doesn't. Um, he scores 22 points, 7 for 10 shooting, 7 for 7 from the foul line, 6 assists against 2 turnovers. So again, a really nice game, was really crafty, kind of creating shots and getting himself to the foul line. Was very good, um, just doing everything that he needs to do. Um, so I, I thought a really nice game uh, for him. Uh, Melvin Frazier, I thought also had a really nice game. 10 points, 4 for 8 shooting, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc. If, you know, Frazier has gotten some real minutes here, um, and... He's taking advantage of them. I have to say, I've been, you know, I'm not like super impressed with, I'm not like impressed to the point of like, oh, Frazier's got to be in the rotation kind of guy 
or Frazier's beaten a one-do kind of guy. But Frazier's shown that he can play a little bit. Uh, and his three-point shot, which was a huge weakness of his coming into the league, has dramatically improved um, to the point where he is taking them confidently, which is step one, uh, and able to kind of make moves and, and force the defense to react to a shot, which, again, very good sign for Melvin Frazier. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I hope that he has played himself into a job. I, I don't know if it'll be with the Magic. But these games and, and the tape that he's created off, off of this hiatus, uh, off the bubble, have been very, very good. So I think Melvin Frazier has a lot to be happy with. Um, I got to give a shout-out to my guy, Vic Law. 10 points, his first double-digit game, a career high for him, a career high for Frazier as well with 10 points. Uh, four rebounds, four for eight shooting, one for three from beyond the arc. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm a Northwestern alum. Vic Law's my guy. Um, you know, shot selection still a little bit wacky. It was that way at Northwestern too. Um, but uh, overall, you know, it was good to see him make some shots and, and, and get that opportunity. The Magic won this game by only six points. A lot of that because they gave up the lead in the fourth quarter. New Orleans made a very nice run. They had, you know, kind of their starter quality players in while the Magic were playing odd lineups that included a lineup with no center. Gary Clark was at center and no point guard. Melvin Frazier, Wessa Wendu was at point guard. So I, I don't read into the final margin. The Magic starters came out of the game with a 20-point lead, a 21-point lead, um, and that's, that to me is more meaningful. The result of this game did not matter. The only thing that mattered is the Magic got out of it without any injury, and that the Magic played with good energy and more and better focus. Was their defense good in this one? Absolutely not. They did not play great defense for most of the night. You know, again, enough at times to to take and stake a lead, um, but they were making shots and they relied on that because New Orleans wasn't going to play defense either. The Magic shot 57.1% from the floor, 15 for 28 from beyond the arc, so they made only two three-pointers in the second half and 22 of 30 from the foul line. They commit 12 turnovers, got a little ragged, especially in the fourth quarter. But again, New Orleans, they made their shots too. 10 of, 30, 10 of 34 from beyond the arc though, 21 of 27 from the foul line. Um, not a pretty game, not a game that mattered. The Magic starters did their job. They took a big lead. They played well. They played with good energy. They played with good intent. They played with decent enough intensity. Played with good enough focus. Not playoff focus, not playoff intensity, but good enough for this game. Good enough to get in, get out, and get on with our lives. The Orlando Magic defeated the New Orleans Pelicans 133 to 127 to close out the seeding round. Game one of the NBA playoffs is Tuesday against the Milwaukee Bucks. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all of them. Listen to download packages to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__md. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. On our next episode of Locked on Magic, we'll be talking with Locked on Bucks to preview the series. So, definitely... Definitely be on board for, it's either going to be drop on Sunday or Monday. Uh, so get ready for that listen as we do a deep dive into the Magic versus the Bucks. We'll have some predictions. We'll discuss the, the key points from both teams. Um, should be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to this series a ton. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.